Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where you are empowered from the inside out. So we are very much well into season six and I wanted to move on to a subject this week that kind of nicely builds on what we talked about last week about raising standards and the practical things that you can do to raise your standards in your life because I really do believe they are the foundation of everything that we do on the sort of large scale but also on our everyday lives. So today's episode was just really inspired by this so-called gender war that we're seeing play out uh, particularly on social media these different factions and groups you know the many debates um, that are going around all the videos and tweets and everything um, with regards to men and women and the understanding uh, or maybe lack thereof depending on which um, sort of group you belong to the lack of understanding of the issues that we face but also how to form healthy connections and I think I wanted to cut through all that noise and to talk this week about healthy dating habits and what that really means and what you can do to equip yourself to sort of, as I said, cut through the noise um, and really make sensible decisions. Because as I always say, who you spend time with, regardless of whether it's personal or professional, will have a huge, huge impact on you and so you need to be able to understand the type of individual that is suitable to you but also how you function and develop that self-awareness within uh, an interaction and I believe the things I'm going to share today are things that you can apply from not only just your romantic life but actually you can apply throughout different areas of your life so I want you to see it with a lateral brain, but I wanted to touch on this because this is something that affects all of us, but also these are skills that we can learn. Most people aren't born with the intuitive uh, sort of skills that are required to have a healthy relationship. A lot of our sort of framework or a lot of our behaviors or habits or perspectives are shaped quite early on in life depending on your experience in your family your sort of family of origin uh, as well as your interactions with the opposite gender in your professional working life and things like that so there are so many nuances so many small or big incidents that can really shape how you know just men and women view one another and because we will all interact with one another at one point and because I really believe that interaction connection relationship no matter what degree it is at you we need that to function in the world to actually practically live life but when it comes to this really more personal side of your life you can never be too equipped and I believe that it's a lifelong journey to develop a healthy relationship and so this podcast is for those who are really looking for substance over maybe what is the current culture at the moment and for people who are committed to creating quality um, over quantity in their lives and it's important that as I always say when you have a purpose 
you know who you allow because it is about allowing it is about having that sense of choice and autonomy and being aware that you have that choice and not just picking who seems to like you and I, I don't mean that just in the romantic sense I mean that in the professional sense I mean that in the um friendship sense I mean that in terms of hobbies or jobs that you take you have to be discerning uh no matter what and so tip number one on how to have healthy dating habits is take things slow now this is the opposite of our so-called microwave generation and a part of me kind of disdains that because I don't begrudge technology for the advancements and the information the access that it's given us because for example you're listening to this through technology so I actually am such a big advocate for technology because I actually believe it's a neutral medium and it's how people use anything in life that determines whether it's something healthy or not but it's important to take it slow because first of all as I always say people usually show you their representative the first couple of weeks certainly the first couple of times that you're around them and it's important to see this character of the person taking it slow means also you understand someone's motives because the people who may not be best for your life are not going to show up with horns coming out of their heads with a t-shirt saying hey I am toxic 101 it is <laughs> they're usually to a bit more subtle in fact a lot more subtle than that and so taking things slow it not only means that you get to observe the other person but it also means that you learn emotional regulation so that their behavior doesn't affect you or their lack of behavior doesn't affect you it also means that you're not being swept up for hashtag love bombing as we all know a lot of narcissistic individual or people with narcissistic tendencies tend to love bomb you in the beginning when you choose to take it slow then you're not falling into that and it means that you are maintaining focus on your own life maintaining focus on your own value and you are vetting whether this person is sort of suitable for the position of being by your side not only in the amazing times of life which will hopefully be many for many of you or for all of you should I say but also for the more vulnerable sides of life and so you want someone who is equipped in their character i.e how they handle stress how they handle you know being wronged how they handle conflict with you so it's important to be able to observe that because somebody made a comment um on a show that i was listening to the other day that for example when you go to sort of get a new job or maybe you're changing jobs or whatever it may be you are having to go through several processes before you even get the benefits of the job you know you're you may first start by you know submitting an application that may look different for different industries some people do blogs some people do you know traditional paper applications but after that you'll be called in for an interview and after that you may be called in for either another interview or even further interviews so it's all about the vetting process we we as people for example if you're the one in the hiring position you are taking it to a level where you are sifting through 
the individuals who want this position and you're going through a fine to come and asking questions in order to discern their motives in order to discern their um interests their aspirations the things that are really important to them and whether those marry up with the values of said organization so i wonder why we go to such painstaking lengths and even after that for example you you know if that candidate you choose a candidate they get the job but even then they have to go through a probationary period where everything that you do say don't do is scrutinized now if you're in a healthy work environment it won't be so heavy-handed as that but essentially you need to be able to show that you are up to the task if you are the employee in this position you need to show that it wasn't just all talk that you have the ability and then after you pass your probation different for different companies then you get the benefit so i wonder why we rush through sort of the most important relationship for example somebody who you will likely have over 1000 dinners with somebody who will be the co-parent to your future children should you choose to have them someone who will be your travel companion for your primary travel companion i always encourage people to continue traveling solo or with friends even if they are married because i think it's important to still have that sense of um self and to have the interests that then you can bring back to the relationship but then this will also be the person who will be your at times your career advisor your confidant the person who will you will chat through future plans with so it's a hugely important decision this is the person who will probably have the number one impact on your sort of mental wellness because you are in such close proximity with them uh in your personal life so i would say take it slow and evaluate and come ask questions like this doesn't have to be an interview but what you can do is do it in a fun way ask them you know who inspires them you know what did they enjoy most as a kid what are they looking forward to in the future so you're not asking them about hey do you see me in your future because i don't recommend any man or woman to do that but i do recommend that you find out what their vision is for their life whether they even have one at all so that's what happens you can ignore the fact that they may not have goals they may not have things because you're so busy blinded by if you're a girl you know the six pack and you know whatever or if you're a guy blinded by you know the lovely shape or a nice smile you have to be able to sort of develop that discernment for yourself because those aren't necessarily the things that will determine long-term happiness and you just don't want to be with anyone just to say you have someone that's really crucial so although we have this culture of hooking up there's the irony that people will be in situationships because they'd rather say they have something even though that something is not defined rather than being alone raw but then the, the the irony is that when you do spend that time to know yourself and know what you want you will be able to take it slow because you've already built that ability to cultivate love within yourself and you are just at that point where you you only want to be around people who can recognize that and share that with you so take it slow because you also want to know that the other person has a life that is aligned with yours and that can align with yours and that their mental and emotional maturity 
is ready for a relationship. And speaking of maturity, point number two, whether they can be vulnerable in a mature manner. Now, a lot of people view vulnerability as sort of dumping or oversharing. Oversharing is when you, the length of time that you've known someone doesn't correspond with the depth in which you're sharing. So the depth and the detail. And so I think it's important to always ensure that there's a balance there. And whilst I believe that sort of you can meet and, um, you know, form a committed relationship with someone very quickly, especially if both of you are mature and know what you want. But I'm talking about don't regurgitate your whole life story on the first date. Let it go. (laughs) You know, mature vulnerability is sharing that, hey, yes, I do want you know maybe you want marriage and children and that's mature sharing because you're not saying that you want it with that particular person remember these are healthy habits for dating but you're saying this is what I would like and so that having that mature vulnerability means that you're willing to vocalize your wants your needs and your expectations but you are not attached you're not attaching your value to whether that person can meet them or not because remember at this stage you're still dating so you're not attaching your self-worth to whether that person is able to even meet you at that point what you're doing is saying this is what I want is it what you want that's mature vulnerability vulnerability is saying I had this you know this thing that you know have maybe you traveled somewhere in their child and it gives you nostalgia or something and you're able to share that and then maybe there's more to the story but you leave that somewhere down the line when that person has earned the right and built the relational capital with you to hear your story and this is what Brene Brown says people have to earn the right to hear the most personal the most sort of sensitive aspects of your story so I would encourage you to develop a sense where you un- you shift vulnerability from seeing it as being sort of a completely open book to seeing it as the ability to voice your wants and needs and your concerns and your thoughts that's what vulnerability is where you're saying it's a part of you developing that communication muscle and this leads me on to my third point which is you have to have a strong identity within yourself I think it's important that you go into a situation particularly a dating one where you're not trying to impress but you're trying to express what I mean by that is naturally everybody both sides both men and women are naturally nervous you know even if you're both on the day even if you both you know have clearly identified that you're interested in one another you're still going to have that sense of nervousness but what's really important is that you are yourself from the very beginning and also that you stick by your values so really and I talk about values a lot because I really believe that they are the driving force to how we see ourselves and then therefore how we behave and interact not only with ourselves but also with others 
So having a sense of identity means knowing your values, knowing what you stand for, knowing what's important to you, what's not important to you, knowing what's worth vocalizing versus what's not worth your energy. Having a sense of self-identity is knowing what, what are your interests, what are your limits, what are your boundaries, what are your principles, what are your beliefs? You know, because I really feel like if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready when you're in the situation. If you find yourself in a situation where you're having to scramble and think, oh, I haven't thought about that before. Oh, I'm not prepared for that before. You can't then complain, whether you're a man or a woman, that you're not getting the, or you're not attracting or the caliber and the quality of person because it really actually starts with you and how you want to show up and the quality of person that you are investing in yourself to become so have a strong sense of you know who you are right and wrong um and so for those of us of faith you know we believe that we're children of God so your identity is separate from everything in this world not your looks not your bank account not your social status not your job title um, not your height for the men, you know, um, not what other people may think of you. So when you have a completely objective sort of sense of self, it helps you stay grounded and it also helps you, as I said before earlier, avoid toxic people because toxic people target people who are kind, altruistic. Those things are not negative and I would implore you to continue to do that. But they also search people who are uh, have empathy and who are generous and who are generous with their time, with their mental energy, with their emotional energy. And you need to watch out for that because it happens very slowly and very incrementally. And if you have a strong sense of self, then you're going to say, well, actually, this isn't a balanced relationship. This isn't a relationship that reflects the level of input that I'm given or the level of maturity and you can be able to stand by your principles if you are challenged by the other person to do something that you're not really comfortable with um it's 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 really important to not do that it's it's vital that you develop that sense of self-identity and then this leads me on to my fourth point which is don't prove your worth okay now particularly for the ladies because we literally have whole industries created around how to attract or retain men and I think also for men this is more coming up which actually I think it's a good thing because I think everyone needs skills to be able to attract and retain the quality of person they would want but it's really important that you don't try to prove your worth. You don't try to overgive, overshare, overfunction, because which is usually a result of sort of um, childhood trauma or difficulties that you may have experienced with your caregiving relationships or people in authority, or wanting to or attaching your worthiness to how much you can do for this person wanting to feel needed and I think when especially as women when we fall into that role we tend to love people by doing more but ironically I really do believe that men bond with women the more that they do for women and I think that there have been a few scientific studies that have proven that 
and it is feminine energy to receive and yes I will be doing an episode on that soon because I know it's definitely been something that was had a bigger spotlight during the panoramic uh, and, and, and all the sort of accounts and podcasts and things that came up but I really do believe that men and women complement each other because of their differences because of the things that are unusual because of the different perspectives and also brings balance and so if you as a woman are spending your time proving your worth you may not even know it you know consciously but you'll certainly feel the emotional exhaustion you'll feel the sort of exertion of trying to prove yourself that you're worthy for this person instead of actually what each party is to do is to present who they are present themselves spend time share time and then see what where that will lead going forward but it's not your job to get somebody to see your worth you have to see that for yourself first and it's really important that you 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 see that for yourself first by creating a strong self-identity as my last point but also having people around you already who don't have you doubting yourself who don't have you thinking less of yourself and that is in all areas of your life so I think it's important that we understand how impactful how we spend our time can be and whilst you know this isn't a full sort of foolproof way to sort of vet every single person when we externalize our power when we show another person either through our body language through our words then that they are the one in the driving seat they're the ones that we're trying to impress you automatically lower your own value in your own eyes, which in and of itself is attractive to no one. So it's important that you understand and you cultivate and you build your worth within yourself, but also that you remind yourself of that every day. And it will repel those people who, you know, may not have the best of intentions, but it will also mean that you are evaluating things from a position of faith and confidence and assuredness rather than fear because when you're trying to prove yourself in something in anything but especially with another human being who you cannot control you are operating from fear and not love and love isn't just about the romantic sense it's do you love yourself enough to not externalize your power that's where you have to be because you're still going to need these skills even in a committed relationship even in the marriage even in having spoken to people who are married and who are in committed relationships this is not some rest on your laurels you know instagram relationship what you want to do is create one that feels good and that is purposeful that is mission-led that is one that brings joy and peace um, to your life and a sense of growth a sense of being challenged to just become the best that you can be but we all need skills to be able to access that 
We all need the ability to learn and grow. And so those are my first four tips. So this will be part one. Join me for part two next week. So I'm really excited to share the next four because there are other things that I really feel could complement this and the other things I feel are foundational. And you might be like, there is so much to remember. There is so much information, especially in this arena, because it does it, it does attract a lot of business because everybody wants love. And love is something that you can cultivate first and foremost within yourself. But also, I don't believe that you just bump into a great relationship or you fall into a great relationship. I believe that you can create one that has exceptional love and respect and fun and a mission behind it but it's up to you whether you are a man or a woman to to have in mind what you want beforehand and to have the skills to be able to discern that when the time comes or during your dating encounters so I really hope those helped you so far in terms of healthy dating strategies And if you're in a committed relationship, send this to all of your single or unmarried friends. Um, And if you are single, then take notes. And also think to yourself, what works for you? What has worked for you when you have gone into these dating situations to vet people, to understand exactly where they're at? What has worked for you? And let me know, definitely drop me message at the style symphony on instagram and as ever thank you so much for listening and i'll see you on the next episode bye